Hello. Hi. Come one, come all. Welcome to Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. This is the Friday open mic at Mutiny Radio. Give it up for yourselves. For the radio audience, it's sold out. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of great comedians. I'm not going to start with the set because the wonderful Pam Benjamin has places to be. And I will introduce her now. She's wonderful. She runs Mutiny Radio. She has 15 shows. I think she performs 98 times every day. I don't know how she does it. She's in 50 places at once. She's wonderful. She's the best. I love her. Please put your hands together for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yay. Yay and then yay. I like to think of myself as Hermione Granger, and I just have that time thing. I always wanted to have that little time flippy, flippy dippy, to be like, yes, I can be in two places at once. Magic. Cool. Hey, everybody. I do, I know Magic the Gathering, dear God. I don't think I have any good Magic the Gathering jokes. That's the problem. I know, I know, I suck. I'm like a minus, I'm like a, I'm like a zero, zero flying wall. (laughs) There's just no point in it. (laughs) Right? At least, the, well, or, zero, zero flying wall, zero, one flying wall. Or- ornithopters are great because they don't cost anything to get out. Now I'm just wasting my time talking about Magic the Gathering for Josh. I'm killing Josh Kotsky right now, which is amazing. Uh, we could talk about my literary tramp stamp. Uh, I have a tattoo on my back. It is a tramp stamp, and it is literal and literary. It is from the books by Robert Jordan. Uh, they're called The Wheel of Time. It's a 15-book series started by Robert Jordan. He died on the 13th, and so one and they, Brandon Sanderson took over. It's an amazing story about women that have all this special power, and then guys that have the power, they go crazy. Uh, so it makes sense that they would come, uh, come on my back <laughs> because they're going, I'm making everyone crazy. Just get an IUD already. Actually, it used to... Uh, back in the days when I uh, didn't have as much self-esteem, I used to give a lot more blowjobs. And the one thing about not swallowing is that when they come on your face, it is really, it's called a facial for a reason. And that when the cum dries on your skin, it tightens out the wrinkles. So don't come in my eye, come near it. Just on the side. Because, you know, I can rub it around and just tightens it right up. It's almost like that Preparation H stuff that's supposed to fix your, fix your pooper. Same. You could put it on your eyes, and it does the same thing. Preparation H. Why? Why would I know about? Uh, you know, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's like the tiniest Arby's. It's got the meats. See how you could take old jokes and put new things on them, and it's just like they're alive again. They're like alive. Uh, they say you are what you eat. I just got my 23 and me back. I'm 72% Trader Joe. <laughs> the other 28% is Trader Giotto. <laughs> no, everything I eat is from Trader Joe's. Who else gets everything in their world from Trader Joe's? Yes, yes, yes. On three, we're all going to say our favorite Trader Joe's thing. On three, we're all going to say out loud our favorite Trader Joe's thing. One, two, three. Juice. Oh, yeah. Did you say yogurt? Yeah, they have the ones, the little ones that are kids, and it's got a, it's a high-fat yogurt, too. The banana one's really good as well. And the banana and the blueberry on the things, and you can mix them. Anyways, I love Trader Joe's so much, but I, 
My favorite food there is grapefruit juice. I drink so much grapefruit juice. Um, I need the acid because I'm so fucking basic. I am. <laughs> yes, I watched the entire season one of Love is Blind. Absolutely, I did. And then I watched the Japanese version. Yeah, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> I didn't think that romance existed, but then I watched Love is Blind Japan. They're writing poems to women. They're not even holding hands. They've never seen each other naked. They're not trying to come in their faces. I'm like, book me a ticket to Japan. It's so funny that bukkake sounds like a Japanese word, and yet they're like, yeah, no, no, no. They won't even hold hands. Thank you so much. Everybody put your hands together for your host tonight, Ian Langley. I've got a new attitude. Pay Benjamin, everybody. She loves Japanese people. Who doesn't? Do you like Japanese people? Oh, good. Okay, just checking. Okay, we're going to keep this puppy rolling. This next comedian, he's a dear friend of mine. He's wonderful. He's a true enigma, though. So you're going to love him. Please put your hands together for Honiton Ortiz. So much love here at Mutiny. I learned, I learned that Everyone loves Japanese people. I hate them. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Love the spotlight. It's really helping right now. It's amazing. <laughs> Ian, I love you to death. I am an enigma. Uh, what's happening? I did do kickboxing, but the, the real workout came after. I just walked four miles from Pam's place. Jesus, I will never walk that much again. Four fucking miles. Fuck that. I'm, out, I'm still out of breath. You know, um, did my time start? Okay. Um, I don't know, guys. What's going on? It's fucking Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Fucking people on their phone. During my set is great. <laughs> Just call them already during my set. Now I'm fucking with you. I didn't get into comedy for the order. I got it because I thrive on chaos, dude. You know. My girlfriend's out there. She's Asian. I do like her. She's Chinese, not Japanese. That's <laughs> I. Uh, I'll tell you guys. I rarely tell this, but I'm, I'm in a green card marriage with this individual. That's how I met her. My buddy's like, dude, will you marry? Will you please marry my 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 cousin? She can't come down here from China. I said, what's in it for me? He's like, firecrackers for life. Yeah. It's like that's a deal, my friend. What's up, man? I'm um, just pouring my heart out. Up here, what are you guys talking about out there? Baseball? <laughs> We're gonna watch that fucking game today. And so um, the ho Homeland Security wanted to see proof that we knew each other before the marriage. He's, I got flown to China, we had to go on dates, right? And we had to go on dates and take selfies. That's what Homeland Security wants to see. Wow. And I know I'm casually talking about treason on stage, I get it, <laughs> I get it, but um, so, uh, this is where I fell in love with her. We were going on these dates, and uh, I wanted to do something different. She's like, why don't you go eat a cobra? I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, she takes me to this forest. There's a pit of cobras, and I gotta pick which one I wanna eat. One tried to buy me, and I'm like, I'm eating that motherfucker right there. <laughs> so they, um, they, this is all true, like they, 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 they skin it, they're gonna make soup out of it, right? But what they do is they take out the heart and put it on a little plate for you, right? And I'm like, this thing's still beating. It's still beating. And they, they drain the blood, put it in a little little mug. And you're supposed to pop that thing, which I did. I could feel it going down my throat, beating, right? Chase it with the blood. Oh my 
And I'm like, I'm like, is this like a like a cultural thing that you all do here? She's like, no, that's some tourist shit. <laughs> like that's when I fell in love with her. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. And so uh, fast forward, she lives here now. Fast forward even more, she lives in my RV with me now. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I told I told one of the comics, they're like, shit, you better charge your gas money, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, her mom's not happy. Didn't go as planned. But I can't tell her mom, look, we're, we're, we're getting married for the green card, but we're banging for love. You know, I can't say that, you know? Um, she gets homesick, though. She got homesick the other day. I took her to Panda Express. <laughs> she asked me to talk about her on stage because I had all these single jokes, right? And I had to update it. So this is what she gets. Uh, okay, guys, I love all of you. I love my girl. I like Japanese people, I guess. <laughs> That's my set. Thanks, y'all. It's Honiton, everybody. A lot, of, a lot of Asian material. That's great. It's Asian American. I almost said Awareness Month. Is that what it is? Are we aware of them? Denise, I'm aware of you. Denise is out of it. Okay, anyway, before I get can every time I host, I say something suggestive. Um, don't, don't give me a microphone. Okay, we're going to keep it going with a comedian who I've known for a very long time. Um, I'm, I think I'm secretly in love with him, and you will be too after his set. Please put your hands together for Peter Schruckmeyer. Secretly? What do you mean secretly? You're openly in love with me. All of you are. Hello? Oh, look who we have here. We have Denise Lee. Everyone's just going to call her out while she's on her phone. We have Josh Katsky. Oh, my God. No, this is what I'm using my set for instead. Okay, y'all too. So, okay, okay, okay. I need to tell this story. So, Denise and I filled in for Josh hosting his Jackson's open mic, what, last week? Last week. Okay, so Josh gets COVID, so Denise and I host this thing. And there is no one there for the longest time until these beautiful, beautiful British men show up. <laughs> Straight as a goddamn arrow, but hot as fuck. So what did I do? I squeezed all the lemon juice I could have out of that open mic to hit on them for as long as humanly possible. I was like, you rando, you rando, you rando, you wanna get on stage and try this? I don't fucking care. Introducing, I didn't learn their name, here we go. Hi, hot British man, what are you doing? Anyway, afterward, this guy was a great sport for it. So I just kept fucking going. And he was like, well, I'm out of town, where should I go to hang out and have a fun time? I was like, it's Thursday, so nowhere. But I told him, look, I'm going to a gay bar afterward. You're either with me or you're not. And he was like, yeah, I'll go, to, I'll go with you to the, to the gay bar. I was like, okay. Ooh la la. So he gets into my lift. And the lift, he kind of alludes to, like, maybe he's banged a guy before. Like, it was a little, like, maybe he's just being accepting, but maybe he's being a little too accepting. Brady knows what I'm talking about. And he gets to the gay bar. This motherfucker that I brought to my home territory pours a drink on a guy, smashes it against the side, and runs out. Lesson learned. Straight people, stay in your fucking lane. Yes, that happened after that night.
And then afterward, I went on a huge Coke binge. Make some noise if you love cocaine. Hey! Yeah. Uh, this is what happens to me when I do cocaine. I get really into straight men. Not sexually. I want to hear their thoughts and feelings. That's the worst part of straight men. That's how fucked up I get on blow. I should at least get something sexual out of it because it is literally called blow. Thank you. But, um... Now, this, this other straight guy, one who did not pour a drink and smash it against the wall, different straight guy lingering at the gay bar, fun look for straight men in this set. Um, yeah, we just did a lot of blow, and then he cried into my arms. I know, I know. Like, I think he thought, you know, you're a gay, sensitive soul. You'll be understanding of my thoughts and feelings. I was like, nope, fag. Which, to be fair, is how I empathize. So, lesson learned. This is why I don't really do cocaine. Because I just get stuck hanging out with straight men who monitor the subreddit for Halo. And I'm referring to Halo, the TV series, based on the video game, streaming on Paramount Plus right now. These are useless facts. You only learn when you do cocaine. Don't do drugs. I'm Peter. Looking at each other. Struckmeyer, everybody. Hey, s s some straight people are interesting, okay? Right, guys? Is anyone listening? Okay. Uh, I'm crying internally. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our next comedian. She is a delight. She's wonderful. She loves to cook salmon. Please put your hands together for Denise Lee, everybody. How are y'all leaving right now? That's cool. Is it because I was on my phone the whole time during your set? Because that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> it's okay. Have so much fun. Eat snacks. <laughs> All right. What jokes was I going to do? All right. Here we go. Um, I got some new sneakers recently. Yeah. Thank you. It's like those really like chunky, thick-soled sneakers that are, to be honest, kind of ugly. But a lot of celebrities and rappers like Drake wear them. You know, uh, and yeah, one of my friends saw me wearing them and she was just like, are you trying to wear the same shoes that Drake has? Why are you doing that? And I was just like, I don't know. Maybe Drake also suffers from plantar fasciitis hurting his flat feet. You know, I was like, maybe we both need arch support. He needs it. Walking from his limo to his mansion, I need it to, you know, hopscotch through the poop on the San Francisco streets. Uh, we're the same. We're the same. Uh, so, uh, so I'll tell you guys a secret. I'm a, I'm a pretty lazy person. No, yeah, nobody ever really believes me when I say that. Like, I think I have this distinct like child of immigrants vibe <laughs> that makes people just assume I'm always trying my hardest. So I've been coasting on that incorrect stereotype for most of my life. 
You know, like I don't do shit at work. Okay. I work in an office. Don't do anything. But, uh, every time my boss walks past me, I'll just make a mildly stressed expression. And then she'll just always be like, Denise, don't work too hard now. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. I'll do my best. I'm trying to eat healthier, uh, but it's really hard to eat healthy because uh, healthy food is so pricey. Uh, I was at the grocery store trying to shop for some carrots, and yeah, I didn't know there were so many different kinds, you know, like organic, non-organic, purple or orange, babies or adults. It's a lot of, lot of different decisions you have to make. And I was just standing there, and I was getting so upset, like trying to make this decision. I was like... I don't know what to pick because I know that in the end, I am still going to just buy chips instead, you know? So that's what's going to happen. So that's fine. Uh, let's see, what else was I going to do? Um, no, no, the Gallup, the Gallup joke is over. I, I, I don't think that has any, that has a future there. What, what else did I try this week? Oh, um, so, so my parents are from Taiwan and my cousins uh, live in Taiwan and they've never been to America. So they're very ignorant. Like they have all these assumptions and like stereotypes about America, right? Like one of them is always like, oh, everyone in America is obese because you just eat McDonald's all day which is so hurtful, right? Because sometimes we eat in and out every day, okay? Fast food is a hierarchy and uh, is a classier path to obesity, so I want credit for that. Uh, my my uh, my mom brings back like exotic American candy every time we go to Taiwan, like Hershey's chocolate. You know, she only gets it on sale. So every time like we give my cousins candy, they're just like, why are there all these plus signs? You know, we don't get that like crosses. Okay, never mind. That joke, I wasn't really into it anyway. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Denise Lee. Come on, we got to bring the energy up. We got a lot of comedians to get through. We are going to move on to our next comedian. He is a wonderful man. He's got some of my favorite jokes in the Bay Area, so I need you guys to keep it warm for Dan Lewis. How's it going, guys? Cool. All right, any baseball fans in here? I know, so I'm, I'm a baseball fan. I'm glad, yeah, I like their butts too. I can like the butts. I'm a baseball fan. I'm glad it's back. Uh, I was watching a game the other day, and they had, at the beginning, they had a moment of silence for the people of Ukraine. And uh, I was like, you know, we should start calling the moment of silence what it actually is. They should say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, please rise, remove your caps, and join us in a moment of only babies crying. Yeah. That's what it really is. In any sufficiently large crowd, I suppose. Uh, anybody celebrate Cinco de Mayo yesterday? No? I guess not, right? Okay. I like Cinco de Mayo because uh, I think there's not enough holidays that are just named after just the date that it's on. I think that's very handy. You never forget Cinco de Mayo, Fourth of July, of course. They say never forget 9-11. It's like I can't forget it. They named it 9-11. That's, that's why I don't forget it. I'm never going to. They didn't have to do that. They could have called it Terror Day or something, and every, you'd be like, when is that this year? Like St. Patrick's Day. I never know when that is. They could do like a Thanksgiving thing. I think that'd be even better. Like Terror Day should be the second Tuesday in September. 
it's significant that it was on a Tuesday, right? Everybody was at work. Now you won't fuck up anybody's wedding on a Saturday. I feel like it's way better that way. Or you could go really esoteric. You know, you could do like Easter. You'd be like, it's the first Tuesday after the second full moon when the first full moon falls on or after the summer solstice. That's when they could have it. Uh, that's when we celebrate uh, Terror Day. Or, uh, uh, I don't know, what do they call it? Uh, controlled Demolition Day, depending on your, your, your religion. Okay. Anyway, uh, I gave blood the other day, and uh, that was cool, yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't know if you knew that they, you're still not allowed to give blood if you're a gay male. They will not let you give blood, which I think is totally fucked up. Uh, but they can't, like, ask you on the questionnaire about your sexual orientation. They're not allowed to do that. But they try to get at it with the questions and, like, indirectly. They'll be like, how old are you? I'm, like, 46. They're like, do you have any children? And then they go, and then there was a question, is your father still talking to you? I thought that was weird. That was what it was like when you're 46. When you were growing up, the world was a lot more homophobic than it is now. There was my, all dads were homophobic. They were afraid their kids were going to be gay. My, even my, my dad, no exception. He was like, listen, I don't want you coming home with some guy. And I'm like, I'll keep that under advisement. I'll keep in mind, I just turned six. Uh, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> but he got, you know, society got, you know, less homophobic. My dad sort of dragged along with it. He didn't get all the way there, though. He got like halfway there, and he was still going to be my dad. So like 10 years later, he was like, listen, I don't want you bringing home some guy who's a top. All right? I didn't raise no bottom. <laughs> He's like, I told the guys at the Elks Club, no gay son of mine is going to take it from behind from some gay guy. My gay son's going to be the one fucking gay guy's assholes. That's my boy. Hey, he's a weird guy. He's gone now. Okay. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> everybody talks about the simultaneous orgasm. That's very tricky, you know, for the, for the straight man of the si simultaneous orgasm. I find the best way, the, way, the only way it works for me is if she's on all fours and I'm in a tree outside of her bedroom. <laughs> That's the only way I've ever been able to achieve that. Women have more complicated orgasm. That's why. It's, it's inherently more complicated to get, to get involved with that. That's why you don't see powerful women getting canceled, me too'd, right? They're out there, you know they are, and they want, they want to masturbate in front of their employees, but no, none of them have an hour and 45 minutes in the middle of the day like that. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's just been my experience as an undesirable uh, man. Thank you very much. Sweet and sweet and Dan Lewis, everybody. Wonderful, loves gay people, I think. I can... Still figuring out. Speaking of gay people, I'm such a good host. This next comedian is a wonderful person. He's a joy. Peter, I swear to God. <laughs> Stop trying to start orgies at Mutiny Radio. Okay, let's keep it going with Brady Pearson, everybody. Oh my God. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Say it with me now I fucking hate the Supreme Court. I fucking, with this whole thing, you know, as a gay man, I'm certain I have a certain right to talk about what goes on in a woman's body, right? But I just want to say that I've tried to come up with a solution for it. So if there's that load that you don't want to, that, that you need to dispense, but I'm here for you guys. And I think every gay man will be able to do that and live all of, all of our fantasies, right? Or at least mine, I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to put my ass on the line for abortion tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yours too, Struckmeyer. I mean, 
And he'll certainly be there in the donor line. Uh, what else do I want to talk about today? We kind of, well, I'm, it is fascinating to me that um, all these straight guys are talking about being like tops and bottoms. Are there any alphas in the house right now? Are you an alpha? Any alphas? Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, I mean, does it need to find alpha for me? Yeah. Or, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Dominant-minded male, Adam. Oh, are you offering tonight? That's very exciting. I mean, you were up for it. You seemed up for it early in your set. I mean, I'm here to make that a reality for you. So you you think it's being Adam? Okay. So then, what is what is a beta then besides you? Can anybody else? I mean, <laughs> a sub. I, and you know something about that, Ian? I'm just asking. Oh my God, I'm getting so very excited by that. Mm, sub later. Okay. Okay. Let's see what else we want to talk about today. Time to be old. I, I do that because I'm done already. Let's see what else I want to talk about. Talk about that. Talk about that. And I think I'm going to close it out because I don't have a lot of new stuff tonight. But um, yeah, this one's for you, man. Not actually for you. I'm going to miss you, Peter. When are you going? Okay. So you're going to take all that cocksucking by then? Are you going to get your neck worked out? Are you doing all the cocksucking exercises before you go? Hot gay summer. Okay, okay. So make sure you're going to work that neck. Okay, well, you could do better. I think you could big it up. And so for this, as you go for Broadway, I'm singing this for you. Okay, okay. Your sun will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, you're only a gay away. Thank you, Rome. Thank you, everybody. That was beautiful. This guy has no idea. This guy was like, what the fuck was that? I'm never coming here ever again to perform stand-up. All right. We're having fun. This is fun. We're having a good time. Uh, we're going to move on to a very good friend of mine, very handsome, uh, very, add another word. Anyway, give it up for a day. Very present. That, let's go with that. Very present. How are you guys doing? That was a really beautiful moment. I really liked that. Yeah. We all like joined. I uh, wish you knew the words. It's all good, dude. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've been cooking a little bit recently. I've been cooking a lot. I feel like that's my main theme. I'm the, I'm the food comic. I'm going to be the food comic. Yeah. One of my, uh, I realized recently that like my aunties are really talented cooks, right? They all have their own specialty, right? Like one of my aunties, she has like this great fish curry, like delicious. Right. And then one of my other aunties, she has like this great chicken curry. Right. And like my mom, like she has, she like brings the plates. Yeah. Yeah. She contributes. She had a specialty once and we had to take it away from her. Yeah. Tasked. Very vegetarian. Not a fan of that. Going to hell. It's all good. I'm Hindu. 
we chilling. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I was trying to explain to my aunties that like like their cooking like reminds me of them because like we'll get leftovers and I'm like, damn, the smell of this really reminds me of like Methi auntie, right? She did not like that though because like even if you're Indian, saying hey curry reminds me of you sounds a lot like, yeah, you guys smell like curry. <laughs> Shouldn't say that. That's a I, I've learned from experience. Yeah, I love my family. I, I recently was uh, talking to my cousin from Texas. He's kind of an eccentric dude. Uh, he loves to say, like, OJ didn't do it. Yeah, we have a lot in common, I've realized. Uh, we're skeptics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, lo he loves to say that. He loves to be like, OJ didn't do it. OJ didn't do it. And he asked me, he's like, hey, Jay, do you think OJ did it? And, like, any reasonable young person, I was like, who is OJ, dude? I I'm, like, I'm 22. I don't need to know who OJ is. I had to Google this man. Apparently, there's, like, a football player in the 80s that killed his wife, right? The only, like, like... Romantic killer I know about is like Brian Landry and Gabby Petito, okay? And I was like, this man played football? He had so much going for him. There's no way that this... And he didn't live in a van or anything either? There's no way he killed his wife, dude. And then I found out he was black, and I was like, yo, this is definitely a setup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a... I, I'm not that much of a skeptic. I, uh, I looked into it, and he published a book that said, like, if I had done it. So I was like, yeah, this, he probably did it. He probably... It's a good chance. 51% chance that this man went through with it. Uh, I've been uh, looking at my phone a lot. Uh, I've been I've been thinking about as a kid, um, like what when they ask you, they're like, "Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up?" Right? Like that question. I think it's a strange question, right? To ask a bunch of children because children are dumb, right? They'll they'll say things like actor and musician and president, right? And we all know it's pronounced barista, right? This is, this is a strange predicament to put them in, right? I think it's strange that we even, like, let kids know what the president is. That's a bad idea, right? I still remember, like, when Bush v. Kerry was a thing. Like, I was, like, in kindergarten, and they asked us, like, which candidate do you prefer? We're all, like, five years old. So, and the, the class turned immediately because there's this one kid. Everybody was, like, Kerry because it's the Asian class, so we had to be Democrats. But uh, one 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 kid was, like, yeah, I like Bush. He has a nice smile. And the rest of the class is like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and we didn't know any better. But, like, yeah, it's a strange thing that they let us know what the president is as as kids. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> Just going to say joke. Uh, last bit I'm going to do is uh, I've been I've been watching some uh, documentaries recently. I've been uh, mainly nature documentaries. I like them. They're very soothing. But I realized that, like, cuteness of animals is, like, directly proportionate to how much blood you put on a baby's face let me explain like if you see a polar bear like chowing down on some like seal right it's like just caked with just caked with juice right i'd still be like damn that's a really cute cub like somebody get him a coke right but if like a baby if like a human baby gets like a nosebleed i'm like even vegan moms are like oh my god dude that's too much blood on my son i'm like never putting that near my titty not trying to get AIDS, child. Sorry. I know you're my kid, but still. Okay, there's something there. I don't know. <laughs> you guys have been fun. Have a nice night. But Jay, everybody. Took a dark turn. <laughs> I'm reflecting on it now. Okay, we are going to move on to a comedian who is honestly one of my favorites. She's probably the best writer I've ever met. I think she's very wonderful. You guys are in for a treat. Please put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. I 
like this music. Thank you. That's cool. Okay, I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's, it's uh, very OCD. I get the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I put them on the counter. The peanut butter goes on the left. The gin goes on the right. I've long since forgotten why I do this, but it's important to continue it. So I do peanut butter on the right. No, peanut butter on the left. <laughs> jam on the right. I remember. Then when it, um, your toast comes out, then you put the peanut butter on the toast first, then the jam on top. That's pretty obvious, right? Anybody who's putting the peanut butter on the top of the jam on the bottom is just looking for a fat lick, lip <laughs> from me. Then you when you're ready, you cut the toast in half. And you always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world can be traced back to fuckers like you who eat the left side of the toast first before the right side. Cut that shit out. I mean it. <laughs> All right, wait, there's more. Um, breakfast is the most important meal because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11. And you know how that shit turned out. So don't be doing that, all right? Do you ever think about this? This is important. Yeah, you have? Okay, good. And any of you people out there like English muffins or bagels, new rules for that because you don't cut them in half. If you cut them in half, you're a fucked up idiot. But if bagels and, and uh, English muffins, you eat the top side first, then the bottom. All right, let's review. Toast, right side first or left side? What? Are, am I, are you even paying attention? Right side first. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to keep hammering this on until you guys get it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This one's on you guys. <laughs> All right. I'm a pretty anxious person. You might not know it to uh, look at me, but right now I'm thinking about running out that door. The only thing that it's inviting to run, but um, I'd like to do it. But I have to get closer to you to get away from you. So <laughs> I think I'll stay up here for now. Thank you. Thank God. All right. Um, you don't set out to ruin a day. That just happens bit by bit and to, through no fault of your own. You s take one too many naps, smoke too much weed, pee in the kitchen sink, and boom, the day is shot to hell. And you might as well stay home and not go to that open mic because nobody wants to hear an old giraffe telling jokes. All right, good night. Thanks very much. This is my time. Have, happy um, Cinco de Mayo. Lauren Kraut, everybody. Yes, wonderful. Okay, everybody left. We're staying strong, though. This is going to be fun. Uh, next comedian, he's freshly shaven. He looks good. He will be very funny, I promise you. Put your hands together for Josh Katsky, everybody. 
Well, like, it was her dramatic retelling of that Dr. Seuss book, The the Butter Battle. You guys know that one? Oh, Lauren, you gotta read it. It was like a civil war between people who butter their toast on the top and the bottom. Yeah, it's perfect. You'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing from Dr. Seuss. What? Um, everyone's at a baseball game right now, I guess. Uh, I'm a huge Oakland A's fan. All the players get traded away every year. They're moving to Vegas. Uh, I don't know why I'm an A's fan. Like, the only thing that stays the same is the owner. And I fucking hate the owner. So I don't, like, it's like an abusive relationship. I'm like, I, I like nothing about this, but I have to, I have to go. I don't know. I've, I've been out of this for like two weeks because I had COVID and then I quarantined. I was, I'm, I'm good now. I was so bored. I played an entire season of MLB 17, the show. I played 162 games of video game baseball from 2017. It's been a rough two weeks. All right, what I got? Um, I got COVID because I was a dumbass and went to Coachella. Um, Coachella, I mean, Coachella's kind of cool. Like, you go sleep in a tent, and you you, you are with a lot of people, and you, you have to drive, like, 10 hours down to Palm Springs. Coachella kind of sucks. Coachella is the absolute worst. Um, this is awkward timing for this joke, but I think the one thing that could make Coachella better is segregation. Tall people to the back of the crowd. I want to be here and you're watching your back. That was like perfect timing as he walked in. That was, I couldn't have planned it any better. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, like, I like concerts. I don't like when, when bands think they're bigger than they are though. You know, like sometimes you'll go see a band and they'll just kind of assume that everyone knows the words to all of their songs. They'll be like, all right. Uh, you know, they'll be singing their song. They'll just be like, all right, everyone in the back, now uh, sing the lyrics. Let's make them hear it out in Oakland. And we're like, we, we have no idea what this song is. No one's ever heard of you. It's kind of like when you were in school, you know, and you. Come on, you guys know this joke. Say it so they hear you in Oakland. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna do some stupid shit. I had two weeks, and I wrote I wrote literally one joke in two weeks. I was like, I'm gonna write jokes, and then I kept playing MLB 17 the show. Um, you guys, you guys seen uh, Doctor Strange yet? No, I I I haven't either. So don't spoil that shit for me. I love Marvel. I like how they're getting more progressive. Uh, in the Eternals, they had the first gay superhero, uh, Moon Knight just had one of the first Jewish superheroes. Um, they're actually coming out with a movie uh, pretty soon where every single character, every superhero, has transitioned from male to female. The X-Men. Uh, <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. All right, last one. Um, Roe v. Wade thing happened, but it's not, it's not official, right? It's just, it's just like a draft memo of what's happening. Like, it, it it hasn't even been delivered and all you people are already trying to fucking kill it. It's like, damn, they should they should make that shit illegal. That's that's <laughs> all right, I fucking hate myself. See you guys later. Josh Katsky, everybody, and he's gone. There he goes, like the wind. Okay, we have a bunch of people that are here, so guess what? It's Papa's turn. Okay, I was waiting for an interruption of applause. Thank you. My, th my three best friends over there. I am, uh, I'm gonna perform to you. I am, uh, I'm not a very masculine person. 
I wish I was. I'm not a very masculine person. And it's, uh, I, I think that should be okay. That should be accepted that I'm not masculine. But I, I just don't think like a masculine person. Sometimes I'll be in a Macy's and I like glance at a dress and I'm like, I feel like I can pull that off. That's not a very masculine thing to think, right? All stereotypes aside. But I'm impressed with masculine people. I don't know. Uh, macho people, they get a bad rap these days, you know, because toxic masculinity, all that stuff. But I think... They're, I think it's admirable what they do. It's impressive what they can what, what they can do. I see, I, I see it sometimes. One time I was I, I was at this art show and there was this fight that broke out because that's what you do at art shows. This fight broke out and these two dudes were just kicking each other's ass. And in the middle of the fight, one of the dudes he was fighting him and he stopped and he stopped. I sort of to make out with a woman and then he went back to fighting. I was like, am I in a Bruce Willis movie right now? What is going on? I, I, I was so in, in awe of what was happening. I think he won, too. Very admirable. I, I can never do anything like that. I, I can never be that guy. I like to think I'm that guy, but I can never be like that. Because I know that because, you know, I get signals. Like, I, one time I was in a car. I was in my car. I was driving, and there was this beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk. So I glanced at her, and she saw me looking at her, and as I drove away, I audibly said, alone in my car, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> as if she heard me. But that's, that's, a, that's a very beta thing to do. If I was macho, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just owned it. But it, I don't know. That's a very you know strange thought that I have. The only time, I, I have a little bit of alpha in me. I do have a little bit of that macho in me. And it's only my inner dialogue. It's only my inner dialogue bullying myself. Does anybody else get bullied by their, by their deepest voice? Yeah? Thank you. It's 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 very exhausting. It's very exhausting. I can't do anything. I'll be like ordering food at a restaurant. I'll be like, order quicker, or that waitress will think you're a pussy. It's like, okay. I'll be like at a crosswalk. I see the red hand, and he just comes out of nowhere. He's like, jaywalk, so the other pedestrians think you're cool. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I do it. Sometimes I'll see my reflection, and he comes out of nowhere, and he's like, beat that guy's ass. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's me. And he's like, do it anyway. And I fucking shadow box the air like a TL crackhead. It's weird. Um, let's see. I, um, you guys kind of all know this joke. Okay, you know, that's all, that's all I'm going to do. Um, we are going to keep it going. Give it up for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to keep it going. Uh, this gentleman right here, I've never seen him before, so let's give a warm welcome to a new guy. So put your hands together for Salvatore, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, nice to see you. I'm uh, visiting from Switzerland. I'm a comedian from Switzerland. And I'm one of the 100 best comedians from Switzerland because there are only not even 100 comedians there. So let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, so I study physics, theoretical physics, and uh, because of that, I have social anxiety. And the problem with that is that um, it's difficult to uh, be a comedian with social anxiety. And the reason why I did that was because my psychiatrist told me I should face my fears and uh, do comedy or something like that. And I told him, it's not working out. It's just making it worse, and I keep collapsing on stage. And he told me, yeah, but I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it goes, it goes. So the next thing I tried to face my anxiety was going on to a free hugs event in Zurich, in the capital of unfriendly people and prankers. So I went there, 
and uh, I was very nervous. I didn't know what to do, but if nobody wanted to hug me, uh, we would just hug ourselves. That's no problem. And then we were there with the organizer. It was an organizer on telling us the rules of free hugs. Yeah, because there are some rules for free hugs, even before COVID. <laughs> so uh, the rules are the following. First, if you try to hug somebody, you, you approach people like this, and if they run away, don't run after them. <laughs> it's not trivial, it's not trivial. Rule number two, don't try to hug people with hot coffee or something. It goes very wrong very quickly. Rule number three, don't try to hug bankers, because bankers, they have so much cocaine on their suits. A black friend of mine said, for Christmas, we don't make exceptions. Run to a banker, hugged him, and after he hugged the banker, he was white. So he got so addicted <laughs> that he joined the Liberal Economic Party of Switzerland. Yeah, so it goes. Okay, then we were standing there in the, the circle and uh, they were explaining us the rules. And we had all these signs, free hug signs. And then suddenly a girl, a cute girl, uh, walked by, saw the sign, and she just approached me and, and she just wanted to hug me. And I was, okay, okay, so it goes, something in me gave up, and uh, I, just, I just hugged her. And all the other people were so impressed, like, how did you do that? Uh, you are the first time here, why, could, when, why can't you do that? And I said, no, no, it's my first time, and I didn't know her. And they were all so jealous. They all hated me. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah, later I married this girl in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. So it goes, so it goes. Uh, but we had some problems because it turns out uh, in Switzerland you need a license for every shit and uh, we didn't have a license to hug people. So, so some uh, security people came out at us and uh, they looked pretty mad. And uh, we didn't know what to do, and I just couldn't resist, and I just tried to hug the security people. So now I know how pepper spray, uh, pepper spray tastes. Yeah, great. So thank you very much. I'm Salvatore Bruno. Salvatore, everybody. I didn't even know they had people in Switzerland. That's funny, actually. I am part Swiss, actually. Fun fact. What do they speak? Do they speak Swiss a language? They speak Italian and French and stuff. Hey, Jay, are you from Switzerland? Because I finally met someone from Switzerland, and I'm going to ask him a question about Switzerland. I don't think you need to answer, okay? Anyway, moving on. We'll talk about it later. Um, this next comedian is very funny. He's currently working right now, but uh, fuck it, all right? This is the real grind, all right, Jason? Please put your hands together for Jason King, everybody. I like that sound for me. Yeah, just, as soon as I got on, they were like, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Is every, everybody gone at this point? Had a good time? Got find new bits, new bits. All right, fuck hell yeah, a new bit. You are the darkest person from Switzerland ever. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Are there are there people other people as dark as you, or is it just you? I'm still. Do you sell purses on the streets? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 
That is very black of you. All right, let's see. I uh, we're gonna run through some shit. Uh, Roe v. Wade, overturning Roe v. Wade. That's very sad. Um, I, I find it interesting how self-centered a lot of men are in all this, right? Like a lot of women are posting online, like. That's why we gotta get rid of men. Um, <laughs> a lot of women are posing online like, stop having sex with men. And then guys are in the comments like, man, they take everything from us. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. I, I think it'll backfire on the politicians though. You know, there'll be like a Republican senator, he'll be like, I've never had an affair. You know, we'll be at a press conference and some lady with a baby will stand up like, then who the fuck is this? <laughs> And then he's like, it's not mine. And then in that moment, the baby says something that makes the relationship obvious. Like, Daddy, let's do slavery next. <laughs> There'll be riots, though. There will be riots. It, it, won't, it won't be like Black Lives Matter. It won't be as active. It'll just be a bunch of reluctantly pregnant women trying to kick things. <laughs> All right, cool. That's one. Let's see. I, uh, what the fuck does this say? I, my, I just realized my security guard has tremors, which is hilarious. <laughs> because <laughs> he has a gun um but <laughs> but uh i feel like a lot of people would underestimate someone who has trevor tremors as a security guard because you're like how do you intimidate people when you're shaking but i think it can actually be super advantages like if he uses his words right you know like someone's doing something outside and he's just like oh you don't want to do that <laughs> you don't want to make me mad <laughs> Okay, well, this is the last one. I uh, I think it's interesting how mad basketball players will get at their own perf like performance in a game, because no one else can get that mad at their performance at, at their job. You know, like you can't send a bad email and then kick a water cooler, right? It's not like it's like like BCC, not CC. You know. All right, let's see. Um, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm having to decide between being myself or having good dates. <laughs> Right? Like, because people tell you you should be yourself and then eventually you'll find someone who loves you for you, but like, how much time, how much time is there really? You know? It's, and I'm strange. And like, I, I, I know, <laughs> like, I know how, how uncomfortable it can be to, to not be yourself, you know? Because I do it all the time. But, <laughs> like, I'd imagine it's, it's way more uncomfortable when I have to like share my phone with my friend and he sees that my website is saying top 10 flashlights. Um, let's see, all right, let's whack. Everybody talks about sex and stuff. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll talk about this, let's see if this works now. Um, so Dave got tackled. I told people this would happen. I told, I told people it would happen next. My guess was would have been a little different. I thought he would have got slapped in the face uh, with a trans woman's dick. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was more my guess. That didn't happen, you know. I'd, but maybe it'd be more like uh, it'd be more like she's wielding it, you know, because she's post-op. Smack him like a mob boss with a sock. <laughs> you know, she'll she'll pull it out of a out of a sheath <laughs> and be like one of those samurai scenes, you know, when the samurai flashes the sword and then everyone dies. Except she flashes the penis, <laughs> and then there's cum in Dave's mouth. <laughs> All right, guys, my time. Peace out. Jason King, everybody. You should have brought out the headgear again. You had another opportunity. Oh, yeah, see? It, it, 
attacking comedians is old news now, so nobody cares. Okay, well, uh, literally half the list didn't show up, so I'm going to try my hour. Uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Everybody was like, shit. Um, That's all we got. I want to give Wood's special shout-out. What's your name? Uh, Lou. Lou? Lou, I swear to God, you're here every single Friday. You support this place so much. I want to give respect to Lou, everybody. Give a hand for him. He's always here. He's always. He's never on his phone. He's watching everybody. He's probably seen all of our jokes 50 times, but he still comes. So I want to give respect to him. And I also want to give respect to the DJ for holding it down. And while we're at it, respect to me, okay? Because I can't be clutch. Okay, that's all I want to say. Uh, Muni Radio, uh, go to the website. We have There's like 10 shows a week. This is every Friday. And then there's an open mic every Monday. Please come through. Support Muni Radio. Support Pam Benjamin. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye.
different voice from that of the bullfrog. The pig frog, Rana Grillio, also has a deep voice, but one that is nevertheless higher pitched. is much lower in pitch than that of the leopard frog, Ranapipians. The emphasis I started from isn't always apparent in the final production. One instrument that was fundamental in shaping the sound in this is the yeah. Fairlight computerized synth, an instrument that reproduces natural noises electronically. We almost took the Fairlight into factories, scrapyards, and universities. You'll find a solo on paving stones and scraped exhaust pipes somewhere and lots of distorted instrumentation. I tried to build up unusual rhythms from unexpected places and incorporate them into soundscapes which would lead the music in a specific direction. Gabriel is somewhat shy and reserved man. It is pleasing to watch him immerse himself in his work with a complete absence of pomposity. He mentions that of the eight new numbers on his Geffen Records debut, Rhythm of the Heat, The Family and the Fishing Net, and Lay Your Hands Upon Me gave him particular satisfaction. These songs are compositional advances for me. Family was particularly influential, influenced by the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas. 
The rest is for the listener to explore. Although it is worth remembering that Gabriel's interest in music of the third world isn't confined to the studio. His role in the organization of the recent W-O-M-A-D, World of Music, Arts, and Dance Festival, held in the English West. True frogs, that is, various species of rana, also have warning croaks. This is a sound produced by a male Florida gopher frog when seized by another male. associated with breeding activities. Tree frogs in Florida often start calling after a brief shower or after a sudden rise in the relative humidity. The noise of the rain or an airplane flying over often serves as a stimulus for tree frogs to start calling. The squirrel tree frog clinging to a limb high up in a tree far removed from any breeding site may come forth with its rain song.
get aboard, me pirate. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total of Uh, 
Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of and this is radio 11 radio 11 radio 11 radio 11 this is aqua q coming up this hour starts our exploratory precision towards free will free energy and freedom in its peculiar circularities as we ponder maths from right to left and counterclockwise up and around the town with which we strategize a brown motionary stirred up in gentle probability, here now is free will. Oh the free will question, because I choose to write about it, see? The collection of regression is the path of my prior choice and its continuation is my talent, to my belief which is sufficient, for enjoyment, and that is the nature of the universe. To enjoy is purely the functioning of a returning and totality of a system to carry on in perpetuity, as one would like as it is to be enjoyed. Backspace are marvelous, as an adjunct to a concept which doesn't function and a slight correction is within our powers in the near term, and near is what we have at our disposal, to use that term which is literally in this case, how we transition a set into another set, using perhaps some of the numbers, signed in their maths, for the functioning of further functions, and as numbers are applied within those functions, the other numbers naturally retain until they are further disposed into other functions. And this carries on, with a conceptual idea that there are always a sufficiency in numbers to proceed in our cycles, and those are for the mind its ability to take what I just learned as reference to this case, the Markov blanket, which is a warm cuddly covering over a distinct collection, taking care of it, and providing its own body for the set of these numbers. If we were to go back, we may imagine exposing this blanket to the elements of prior bypasses of numbering, thus reassigning a similar yet different blanket of numbering, whose reference is now a combination of events as recalled with concurrency of consciousness and near coupled with the success of our warm blanket prior, we may be inclined to further enjoy the victory, which ought not to diminish, for the time our brains permit an enjoyment without a furthering of development, and this is also within Markov. And so, 
The free will question comes up at times like these, as evident, and the precursor to that thinking is not immediately evident, but I will and will explain the happenstance of the oncoming and forthcoming spark ability, which is a dull drum of free association, and my own, perhaps, questioning as to what is free in association, well the return as in free energy as described by Carl Finston, check, describes both Markov and Auer, how did he phrases it? Well I'd have to look it up, and I will in a second. But we already described how numbers are exchanged and so this should suffice, and you needn't worry about me looking it up, and you can provide a time to do so, if that is your desire. But back to free association, and the thinking that surroundings of everything observed for, by and about, coupled with perhaps randomized memory recall, is our natural response to perhaps a question we didn't hear precisely as inaudibly, and that these conversations going on are part of their own numbered set and functioning, and perhaps by participating in the numbering without a pure attentive consciousness, as consciousness goes, our lackadaisical free thinking may offhandedly participate in the number.
just the legendary status of a hip-hop rhyme savior Drive around the atlas in a spaceship, candy-coated My day shift been devoted to fucking up bundles of paper Pie equals 314 The devil's pie is big enough to justify the whole thing Wait up Lampin' in Jamaica, the clouds turning, my thoughts turning, burning cash to oil, I've been determined to make and earn this seed in the soil, is classified, I'm satisfied when I strategize my kids' future, I ain't sanctified enough to say that I won't shoot ya, I done vandalized the industry for a circuit, the earthiest slash thirstiest nigga you know versus this, scum of a land that transcend two surfaces, the richer the poor, the bigger the picture, the more blood pours, but don't tell a lie on me, I won't tell the truth about you, don't tell a lie on me. My fans can't wait for me to sun your punk ass and crush your whole little shit. I'll be pun your punk ass, you a scared little bitch. Tiptoeing around my name, nigga, you lame. And when I get at you, homie, don't you tell me you was just playing. Oh, I was just playing, K-Dot. Come on, you know a nigga rock with you, bro. Shut the fuck up, you sound like the last nigga I know. Might end up like the last nigga I know. Oh, you don't want to clash, nigga, I know. I put my foot on the gas, head on the floor, hopping out before the vehicle crash. I'm on the road yelling one, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper alive. So damn great, motherfucker, I've died. What you hearing now is a paranormal vibe. House on the hill, house on the beach, nigga. A condo in Compton, I'm still in reach, nigga. I'm fresh out the water, I'm about to breach, nigga. The five-foot giant woke up bottoms with sleep, nigga. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, more cars, more leers, more bars, no peers, no scars, no fear. Fuck y'all, sincere, I heard the whispers, I curved the whispers, you know what the risk is. Earthed in ditches, your body reverting to stiffness. The whole world gone mad, bodies is adding up, markets about to crash. Niggas is fake rich, bitches is fake bad, blacks that act white, whites that do the dab. Donald Trump is a chump, know how we feel, punk. Tell him that God coming, and Russia need a replay button. Y'all up to something. Electoral votes look like memorial votes. But America's truth ain't ignoring the votes. It's blasphemy. How many go blast for me? I prophesize on my last song, you laughed at me. But when the shit get bracket, don't you ask for me. How many leaders go tell you the truth after me? G Malone, big bro, kudos to him. I was two O's from an M, trying to be big as M. 30 millions later, my future favors The legendary status of a hip-hop rhyme savior Salmon and capers, fame and lawsuits I'm looking at me and Chucks, I'm looking at y'all suits Me and Top Dog playing rock, paper, scissors in court 